Father, I love you. I give you all of the glory for this day and this service. I pray that every ear may be a listening ear. Give us an understanding heart that we may please you. Thank you for remembering that we are flesh with fallacies and faults and failures. And thank you for forgiving us each and every time. Your long-suffering, your gentleness, and your goodness, your mercy astounds me. For I recognize how long you wait for me, how long you wait for us. And how can I do anything else but love you and bless you and give you all of the glory. You are my source, my everlasting strength, and I can do nothing without you. And I thank you, Lord, for hearing us and being with us this morning. And every evil dark side force is bound now in the name of Jesus. Amen? Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord. I don't know why um, I feel somewhere in this section there's someone wrestling with a strong mental issue. Feel like you're about to lose it. Would you stand if you're that one? Would you stand? Would you be bold enough to stand? Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Please remain standing. Someone here in this center section, a painful bone issue. Would you stand? Blessed be the name of the Lord. The healer is here right now. Um, I would like for one or two brothers to go and stand with my brother over here. Maybe a couple of sisters to be with our ladies here. And just stand there for just a moment. I'd like for maybe a couple of believers to come and stand with these that are here, that stood Bless the name of the Lord. Bone issues? Yes? Okay. Please, over here as well, someone. Yes. What I'd like for you to do, those of you that are standing with those suffering, I'd like for you to gently and compassionately pray for them. Satan's powers are bound. Now I ask you just to lay your hands on them gently and appropriately and pray out loud. Now in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Please pray out loud. Lift your voice. Let them hear you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we rebuke mental disorders, malfunctions, pressures that cause all of this. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you're bound. We pray against these bone issues, these painful joint issues. 
bones, Lord God, that are weakened by stresses and outside factors, disease. It is bound now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you now for the release of the energy, divine virtue, healing. Bless you, Lord, right now. Bless you, Lord, right now, and thank you. We thank you, Lord. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. The King of kings is here. Healer is in the room. Let's praise the Lord together right now. Let's praise him together right now. Give him the glory. Give him the praise. Bless the name of the Lord God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, believers, for participating. Bless the Lord. And I ask those that were prayed for to embrace the peace of God on your mind and those that have the bone issues to move. Do something that you could not do before prayer. Praise God. We're, we're miracle people. I'm a miracle person. We are a miracle people. We are a miracle people. The greater one lives on the inside of us. Isn't that right? So with Pastor Sean, I stand here uh, honoring the leader, leaders of this house, and they are doing the will of God and taking a break. Jesus took breaks. One pastor of a large church said that pastors need to withdraw weekly. They need to move away monthly, and they need to abandon, abandon annually. Amen? Well, we're going to do that regardless, okay? <laughs> because if I'm not sane, I can't help you. Isn't that right? Amen. So the peace of God is upon them and is carrying them. I was with him yesterday afternoon, and he's already giddy about what he's feeling and anticipating, and we should celebrate that. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> well, I've been called many things at this church, and uh, uh, so far all of them have been good that I've heard. Um, some of you heard about the, the old pastor who was taking his first airline flight. He got on the plane, and he happened to be seated by a high-flying, uh, arrogant lawyer. The lawyer wanted to put, put his opportunity to put down the preacher, and so he said, so the preacher said, I'll tell you what to do. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, and if you uh, uh, can answer it, uh, I'll, I'll give you $500. And I, you can ask me a question, and all you'll owe me is five if I can't answer it. So, okay, fine. So um, the lawyer <clears throat> went first and asked the pastor, said, can you tell me the chemical composition of iron? The pastor just reached in his pocket, gave him $5. There's no way I know that. So then the attorney said, now it's your turn. So the pastor said, what goes up the mountain with three legs and comes down with four? Man, the attorney got on his, 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 his laptop and began to research and Google answers. Three legs, four legs, what is it? Finally, he said, after an hour of research, I don't know. Here's $500. So he turns to the pastor and he said, so 
what goes up the hill with three legs and comes down with four? Pastor just reached in his pocket and handed him five dollars. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Kind of like that story, don't you? Pray for this mic, okay? I'm, I'm just, I just, I, I don't like them. And anyway, I'm okay, Robin? Good. Thank you so much. So we're talking today about improving our walk with the Lord. Everybody wants to do that. Uh, the tradition in which uh, I, was, I was raised was we did not embrace a, a gospel of grace totally. We always believed that there were works that were attached to this. And our, our works were loud praying, long days of fasting, living miserably. That was our gift to God, that, that, that we would be closer to Him if we were miserable. And we could not enjoy too much family time, too much of any good time because He would not be pleased with that and I need to get back in suffer mode and so on. When you're raised in something like that, uh, and I think Christendom at large suffers with that. I think that all of us can't imagine that God would laugh, that God, I mean, after all, He created me and I have, I, I have a tendency to laugh at times, and, and maybe you do too, um, but, but uh, we, it takes us a long time to get out of the groove if misery is our mandate, if misery is the way that we serve God. And so um, if you're like me, you quest, you dig, you observe, you read, you study, you pray, you listen for answers because how in the world can I impress my world if I'm this sad sack, miserable, pouting, monkish thing that's living in some type of a monastery in my mind? How am I going to love anybody because I'm too busy being miserable? And what's more, a lot of us, uh, we totally disagree. We had God in this box, and if we were going to hear from Him or speak with Him or anything of the sort, perish the thought that we'd hear from Him but, or that we could speak to Him and He would hear us. But, I mean, to hear from Him, it had to be much like Mount Sinai in the Old Testament when uh, God delivered the law, and there was thunder, lightnings, darkness, clouds, and all this stuff, and that's how God was, was revealing Himself to His people, so it was this stunning, awe-inspiring, gobsmacking, smiting of the mind. Oh, is this Him? And so uh, uh, in those days, the Holy Spirit was not within, and He only came upon at seasons and times upon prophets, kings, and priests, all right, and the laity, if you will. And so when we reflect on that, if we're too heavy on the Old Testament side, then we miss the, the lovely communication that the New Testament brings to us, that Jesus came to reveal the Father. So the Father was a healer, is a healer. The Father is a lover of people. The Father is compassionate. The Father is a provider. Don't we see that in the ministry of Jesus? 
And so then he wants to come and live inside of us by virtue of his Holy Spirit. And so what are we supposed to be? Are we supposed to go to Mount Sinai in the Old Testament, try to communicate that way? Or do we communicate as as Jesus inside of us would communicate the heart of God, the eternal spirit who is loving, who is gracious, who is kind. And all of us have, I think, maybe a lot of us have these filters over our life, over our heart, over our soul that won't permit us to believe that he is really that good. I was hoping not to bring out my phrase. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Uh, When I met Wiki and we married, I, I, I could not believe there was a female as wonderful as she was. I, I I couldn't. Uh, Most of the females that I grew up with were, mm, And she was just precious, just all the time. And I know they're not making many models like that anymore, but um, I started to say I'm in the market for one, but uh, then I don't want anybody lined up at my front door, okay? <laughs> I have security at my house. They're, they're tall guys. They all dress differently. Okay, and you don't want to mess with them, all right? They're there all the time. They travel with me, and I appreciate that so very much. They're called angels. And so I had to filter that for several years, in fact, when she would not get mad at me, when she would not argue with me. You see what I'm saying? A wonderful person. And I wanted her to argue. I, I wanted her to get mad. I wanted, to, I wanted that. Don't, don't ask me why. It was weird. But, I mean, it just took me a while to believe this, this is really, really real. And it, it became apparent to me that, that the Lord was in my life in the person of my wife. And he was modeling to me his love. And so finally I began to gradually accept that and receive that. So then we shift to, to heaven, and, and we, we, just, we do not stay immersed in what he said enough. I remember my mother had a memorable way of making what she was saying stick in my mind, and she had a stick by her side when she was saying it. And she would call all three of my names, Jonathan Craig Ashcraft, do you hear what I am saying to you? period behind every word. Yes, ma'am, I do. And if you put that stick aside, I will remember what you said. And so I feel that the Lord is wanting us to, do, do you hear what I'm saying to you? I want to walk with you. After all, I'm living inside of you. Can we just have a good time together? Can, can, will you permit me to just guide you in everything so that you have no loss, so that you don't ever suffer? I know the plans I have for you, he said, Jeremiah 29, 11. What, did he say that? Did he say that? 
Is the man believable? There we go again. He's believable. And so I have to cooperate with him. I have to flow with him. I have to internalize that. And sometimes it's a job. I have to say, Lord, help me to internalize that you are with me, that you are in me, that you, you, your only desire is to better me. In fact, it said the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. Why are they not burdensome? Because every single one of them, although we may find it difficult to embrace, is to move us into a better place of protection, provision, and presence. Right? How many want his presence in your life? I'm not talking about chill bumps and tears. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about recognizing and practicing the presence of Jesus. And practicing it in such a way that we, uh, we, we become in, emboldened that every store we walk into, we, we practice that presence. We, we stop for a minute and think about, Christ, you are in me, the hope of glory. And so I am expecting as I go into this setting, you to be present in me, present in my face, present in my words, present in my gaze, present with me. Wouldn't that be powerful? I have had it happen in my life that people just walk up to me and say, what is it? What is it? What? So I play dumb. What, what do you mean, what is it? Well, I mean, just, you know, it's just. It's just what? Well, you just kind of glow. Really? Well, sir, what do you think it is? I, I said, well, I am a citizen of another country, and I serve the most powerful potentate in all the world, and he has divided him, his presence and put some of it inside of me, and I think that's probably what you're seeing. Right? So, so if we can move away from Sinai and thunderings and lightnings and believe that he's with us, he's with us right in this service right now, he is wanting to whisper things. You, most of you will believe that there are FM radio waves in this room right now, and if we had uh, the proper receiver, that we would hear it, right? It's here. They're here, right? The Holy Spirit is here right now. The Word of the Lord is here. The Logos is here. The Rhema is here in this room right now. Right? Right now. And he has an answer to every one of our questions. And so I don't, think, I don't think it is us trying to get him to talk to us as much as it is us coming to a perception and appreciation of hearing him. It's tuning in. I remember uh, when I was much younger, there was a radio preacher who was uh, just, he was a prophet type. And I had a little bitty AM radio in my bedroom, and, and, and so I knew what time he came on. He came on XERF in Ciudad Acuna, Coahuila, Mexico. Anybody ever heard that station before? Anybody? 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 Down in Mexico somewhere. Ciudad Acuna. What is that? Is that a state or a, a city? Okay. So he's emanating. He's an he's, he's, he's American guy. And I would listen, and it would be very spotty, the reception. But I found that if I'd lay my hand on the radio, 
he'd come through loud and clear. So I'd get tired of that. When I'd let, take my hand off, he faded. Put my hand back, he came back strong. Okay? So can we draw a little symbolism out of that little corny illustration and realize that if I keep engaged with the Holy Spirit, if I keep my hand on the radio, so to speak, on my heart, if I make that the focus of my life, then I'll start hearing better, right? Let me just say this in addition to what I'm going to tell you. Humility helps you to hear better. Obedience helps you to hear better. Worship helps you to hear better. Waiting on him helps you to hear better. The scripture said, with all thy getting, get understanding. Ask for wisdom, James said, and he'll give it liberally. Okay? So you say, well, I asked for wisdom the other day. I didn't get anything. Well, how long did you wait to get that? Some of you girls that cook, I, I, I think that's going away, but... Um, there was a day and a time when you had to be with grandma to watch her make biscuit to know how. And invariably, they'd done it so long, they said, oh, pinch of this, dash of that, here we go. No, 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 I, know. I need a measure because my, you know, whatever. But you lingered with them until you, you got it. You lingered with them until it became part of you, Right? Well, I'm sorry. I forgot that you don't do that anymore. But anyway, there, there are skill sets that, and our spirit man can be trained just like our biceps can be trained, okay? And we do that by, by meditating in the Word of God, making the Word first place in our life, acting first upon the Word, putting the Word first, and then acting upon the Word first. And so that brings me to what I want to say to you today, there are two things that will help us if we will pay attention to them very carefully. The first thing, uh, a word that I am using here, it's helped me, is a twinge. Twinge. How many have ever felt a twinge? Okay, okay I guess I need to get the dictionary out. <clears throat> a twinge can be, ooh, Ah, you move a certain, oh, goodness, right? Or it can be a moral or emotional pain. The Scripture said that Luke twenty two sixty two that Peter went out and he wept after Jesus had looked at him. Jesus had told him, you will fail me. Uh, he didn't believe that. He was braggadocious and self-confident. But he failed the Lord. He denied the Lord. And he left the courtyard weeping bitterly because he, Jesus paused and looked at him. So he felt a strong twinge, right? So how does a twinge assist me? A twinge assists me when I'm about to do something that is not pleasing to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in me. He is a moderator. He is a guide inside of me. And so as I start to do something that uh, is counter to his purposes, that, is, that brings sorrow or offense to him, 
he will give me a little pull on the reins. The more close you are, closely you're walking with him, the stronger that pull will be. All right? And you got to love this because he's trying to keep you in the parameters and the boundaries of blessing. First, you got to believe that he wants you to be blessed. Then you have to believe that whatever he says to you will bring blessing. Okay. You start to say something about someone, and I, I told the group earlier, you know, I kind of enjoy saying something about people every now and then. You know, it's true. They're bad. They're horrible. I don't want any, I can pull scripture in on that. I don't want any brother or sister to suffer like I suffered. So it's incumbent upon me to, to tell this about that person. And the more widely I disseminate it, the better it will be. And so I start to do what logically to me is right and righteous. The Holy Spirit goes, hmm? He says, hmm, don't. Well, I don't understand him all the time, but I can understand the twinge. You get up and you got a little hitch in your come along, you pay attention to it, won't you? Hopefully the Advil is near if Jesus isn't, right? And so we must pay attention to those twinges of the Spirit that, that, that try to slow us down, that want to uh, get... I, I, it, the, the peace of God is supposed to rule in my heart. Uh, I have thought of things. I get coffeeed up, you know, and... I felt like coffee was the energy of the Holy Spirit. And I think I'd see something, an ad for something. I need that. Man, how great my life would be if I had that. And so I just take off, I mean, because I'm energized. And I go to the to store where that is, and I, I get to the item and I look at it, it's in this box, and it's what I need. And, and, but while I'm looking at it, something on the inside is halting me. Hmm? I don't know if I've struck a nerve this morning or y'all just gone to bed. I don't know. I, I don't know which it is. But anyway, whatever. I'm going to finish, and then y'all do whatever you want to do, Okay. And so I have learned most of the time to pay attention to that because he means well. And it may not, Lord, I mean, why, Lord? I mean, look here. I mean, this is made, it's American made, and, and how could it go wrong? And and, and he doesn't have to give us an answer because the bottom line is obedience trusting him oh i can't tell you how many times mom and dad wouldn't let me go to somebody's house that hey come on they're members of our church what can go wrong you know just let me go man we got a ball team to to maintain here and 
And you're just saying, no. I mean, why no? First of all, they wanted music in my voice when I asked questions. Melody, why, mother dear, would you say such a thing? And they had this stick that was um, vitamin T. And when it was introduced, it would go into me and it would elevate my obedience factor. I'm sorry that's not done anymore because it was very effective in my generation. <laughs> it's like, Hail Mary, Mother of God, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so the second one is this <clears throat> nuance. Nuance. Nuance is a subtle shade, a subtle difference. I mentioned those particular kinds of women, and I would sometime come into our house, and mother's back would be turned to me, but there was a nuance that was going on. And so our, my mom and dad were th this kind. Uh, dad was more the passive sort good man, man of high quality character, honor, and so was mom. Mom was a bit prickly, though. And so dad, you know, of course, who wants to be pricked, you know? And so I'd say, dad, what do you think about this? He'd say, ask your mother. <laughs> and I'd go to mother, so what do you think about that? What'd your dad say? But I knew with her, she really wasn't interested in what he said. She was just trying to clear the thing, you know. So finally, <clears throat> one day I went to my pastor who loved both of them when I was quite, I was getting some years on me, and I was still, still single, probably 17 or 18. I asked my pastor, I said, what do I do? This is the most frustrating thing in the whole wide world. I said, do I listen to my dad or do I listen to my mom? I mean, just come on, clear this up for me, please. And he said, sweetheart, I love your mom and your dad. I really love your mom. But you do what your dad says to. <clears throat> yes, I love that. Oh, did I love that. So I didn't have any better sense. Then the next time she was trying to cast an atmospheric nuance on me, I just kind of went, nah, 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 nah. I said, that won't work anymore, Mom. I beg your pardon. You know, my, uh, you're, I'm, you're, I'm your mother. She was stuttering. I'm your mother. Remember that? Yes, I remember you. But pastor said, I was to listen to dad. And actually, I think pastor said, if your mom has a fit, let her fall in it. And I was overjoyed because I'd had many years of misery. 
And after I said that, that should clear up some family problems here today. That, that side was free, okay? Okay, all right. And you ladies can talk to pastor when he gets back or, or, the, or the team. Yeah. You got 90 days to think about it, okay? Pray about it. Get over it. <clears throat> a nuance. She was casting a nuance. I could just tell from her back. Atmosphere. Atmosphere. Well, I don't know if the Lord always gives us that strong of an atmosphere. I think it just, sometimes it's just, it's just subtle, subtle, subtle. I know pastor is, is a super taster, and he loves to cook. And he could taste more stuff in a, a bowl of goodness. And I've just done got mine down, you know what I mean? And he's the, uh, oh, this has got, mm, the aroma of, and I admire that, but could I have another bowl while he's analyzing? You know what I mean? <laughs> and Wiki was like that. She, oh, she go, mm, needs a little bit more of this. And I'm, uh, you've heard me say before, grease, salt, pepper, and sugar. That's the mainstays of life right there. Yeah, just get it together, let's do it. But those nuances, some of us are better at it than others, but I think that all of us need to pay attention. Nuances of each other, okay? Because I can't love him any more than I love you. Okay? Okay? Thank you. Another family example, and my time is short here, folks, with you today, but I'll endeavor to speed things up. My father, as I said, was passive, and he would never... I wanted him to be John Wayne, okay? Boy, by the time I get home today, that front yard better be mowed, the back one too. You hear me? Got it. He wouldn't do that. He'd say, well, it looks like I may have to find somebody to mow the grass. <laughs> and because I was wanting him to be John Wayne, I paid no attention to that. Well, later I did, but I mean, he would, you know, come out of his shell a little bit. <clears throat> and uh, so I was praying, and I, I said, Lord, I want to draw close to you, I, and, and, and I, I want to I hear your voice. And all of a sudden, I had this nuanced reflection. When you're praying, you have these reflections, brings things to your mind. Reflected on my dad, and the Lord said, I want you to hear your father's heart. Because you can't be any more sensitive to me than you are to him. This will help marriages too, okay? This is another freebie, all right? Wisdom re release. It just it comes, rushes through me. We build up these defenses where we cannot hear each other anymore. We are so predisposed to my mindset, my way of doing things, that we can't hear a subtle heart cry that's coming from a spouse, a loved one. We need a spanking. Come on. And some of us can't figure out, excuse me while I get this wisdom re releases coming on me again, some of us can't figure out pain. Pain has purpose. 
Pain announces that there is a interruption of goodness. I didn't expect you to shout on that one, okay? Pain in the body, pain in relationship is an indicator of a dysfunction. And if you're going to be insistent on your way, you are going to suffer more pain and you will eventually suffer loss. Can you hear me? That is not the Father's will. And I've known of people that just go head to head for years and years and years. And I want to say, my God, you must have a really high tolerance for pain. And what is the deal? It is pride. Pride has reinforced that. And you can't give in to what is being said in the relationship. You're way past nuances. All you can respond to, if you do, is a baseball bat. That's really serious, folks. I said it's really serious. We're calling ourselves believers or almost believers or some kind of believers here today. And we're saying we follow Jesus the Christ who did nothing unless he heard the Father say it or saw the Father do it. Obedience, gentleness, humility was his practice and modus operandi. I've had my religious leaders to ask me to do something. I, I was in something or another with a girl one time when I was about 19. I thought it was love. Older generation calls it different things. Infatuation being one. And that same pastor that told me about my mom, my dad, he said, I do not want you to see her again. Do you understand me? What? Are you kidding? Huh. I'm in love. I'm all shook up here. And you're saying never again? Come, I mean, can, I mean, is there any? Do you understand me, he said. And he had a reason. I'll tell you what the reason was. It's not important. The importance was my obedience. Whew, man, hard to do. But it was for my betterment, and it was for her betterment as well. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Thank you. So we have to, we have to, we have to relent. And relenting is tough sometimes because he wants to get us back down to a nuance. He wants to get us to, to uh, the prophet Elijah. There's thunder, thunders and lightnings, and God was not in that. He wasn't in that. And then a still small voice. And there are some of you here today, you don't understand why you can't get guidance. You don't understand why you can't get provision. You don't understand why life is just, it just, it just going nowhere. You're not making progress. And yet when you read your Bible, you see that that is God's will for you. And many of us, he's blessed us in spite of our arrogance. 
I'm just astounded sometimes. <laughs> how could you? How could you be that good? He's just good. It's just hard for him not to be good because good is who he is. God is love. He just loves us. He is a lover. He is wanting us to come to a place to where every little nuance and every little twinge means something to us. And we have to change our language and we have to change the dynamics of our life. And you need to do whatever it takes to get there. He is not going to do it. Some people say, lay hands on me so I'll be what I need to be. No, he's given you the right, the privilege, the responsibility to change things. Is this okay? I hope so. Well, maybe we ought to stand together. I always have trouble landing in the airplane. <clears throat> How many here today would just be willing to say, you know, I, I, I want to hear the Lord. I want to walk with the Lord. I got this fight at home. I got this fight on the job. I got this fight. I got fight. I'm fighting with my family. I'm fighting with my kids. I'm fighting. He, he, he's done the fighting for us, folks. He doesn't want us to stress. He doesn't. What did he say? Let the Lord fight your battle. Stand still and see the salvation. That doesn't mean that I just go like this. But it means I cooperate with him. I give him love. I give him affection. I give him faith. I give him belief. I, I surrender. Basically, what he's, all he's asking for us every day is to say Yes. Right? Well, if I turn loose of this, ain't no telling where my wife will go with that. If you'll believe, the heavenly husband will step in. And if she needs wearing out, he can wear her out. And if you, sir, need wearing out, he's very capable. And it seems I have alluded to corporal punishment some, but there's some of us that just don't get it till it gets there. And that's really a shame. Because mom and dad say, son, all you have to do is just do what I tell you to do. How simple that would have been. You know, I, I would get fair grades in school. I hated school, okay? All you kids, shut your ears. Um, I hated school from right after the first grade to high school. I hated it. Saw no purpose in it. Let's get on with life. Let's get out of here, these stupid teachers, stupid students, and all this. And um, so I, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to get out. So mom and dad would say, son, we can tolerate your B's your 80s, but an ignoramus can behave. There was my downfall. I was trying to have fun to get me through this class. And I would bring home a C- or something and deportment 
conduct. So they promised me I would be acquainted with the stick or the belt. But it was so worth it. I mean, six or nine weeks of fun was worth a three or four minute beating. Price to pay, paid it. And you can see of it, some of that still hangs on now. Okay. I could change that, but y'all wouldn't like it if I was all stiff and starchy and everything. You wouldn't like that, would you? Yeah. And I think the Lord likes to have fun with us too, and He wants us to walk through life in a, in a sweet and a wonderful, loving relationship. And so I'm quickly asking anyone here that would like to come forward, and in so coming, you're saying, Lord, I just want this. You've just got to help me. Come on. Just, just come on. Step out from where you are right now. Come, let's come quickly to the front, and let's pray together. Let's pray together and ask Him to help us by the power of His Holy Spirit. Now, it's, it's real simple. It's real simple. If you want to be something, if you want figs to become preserves, you have to leave them in the sugar. Right? Right? You can't just wipe them with sugar and expect them to be preserved. They have to be in there, and there has to be a process. Amen? And if you want to be changed if you'll come into his presence and not just, hi, Lord, bye, Lord. Come and wait. Ask him to restructure you. Ask him to reconstitute you. Ask him to fill you afresh to overflowing with his Holy Spirit. Ask him to do that. Ask him. All right, these have come here. Could I have, uh, could I have friends to come and stand with these and, and assist them? Could, could you come? Come quickly, please. Come quickly. Yes, come. Lend your support. Lend your stability. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Sweet Lord, you're so patient with all of us, and you're here with all of us right now, and you so want to help us. You just want to help us. You're in us. You want to be big inside of us. You want to be strong inside of us and with us and for us. And I pray for every person here who has by coming, indicated that they need you. They need more of you. And Lord, help them to realize that if they would just be in your presence, just be in your presence for a period of time, Lord, and just keep at it until there is a change effected, until there is the newness of life that is seen and they have received the impartation of your presence, Lord, that changes us, that fills us with love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. It fills us, Lord. And then we can begin to impart to others healings, miracles, signs, wonders will flow through us because of your presence living in us in such a mighty and a major way. We thank you now, Lord, that you hear our prayer. We thank you that you're moving. Holy Spirit, come upon these that have gathered here. Come upon this congregation, Lord, I pray. Now in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, come. Hallelujah. Bring an openness. Bring, oh God, a yieldedness, I pray, in the name of the Lord God. I thank you now, Satan. You are bound from hindering these people through relationships, 
through atmospheres, through words, through lies. Now in the name of Jesus, you have to go from them. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit of God comes and floods their hearts and their sensibility, their minds, their emotions, their souls. We thank you. We thank you. Can we worship the Lord together now? Come on. Can we lift our hearts and our hands and worship him now and thank him. Glory. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. I receive this now. I receive it now. I receive it now. I receive it now. I thank you that you're in me. I thank you that you're with me. I ask you to be upon me in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, bless the Lord God. Bless the Lord God. I love everybody here. May the Lord guide you and keep you this week as you go forth and see great and mighty changes in your life. Let's give him glory one more time. Let's praise him one more time. Thank you. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Lord. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say something kind to others as you go. Promise them that you're praying for them. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you about someone. Go to them now in Jesus' name. God bless you one and all. Amen. Thank you, Lord.